Did anybody peep the new hoodies? Yes or no? Please say yes. Please say yes. Nice. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. What is up, everybody? Happy spring. Happy spring. Weather's getting nice, which means tea parties are almost on the way. Sure. We welcome you into the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Huge show today. Shout out Cash for the champion hoodies. Pete, we love you. If you missed that interview, make sure to check out that Man, video on our YouTube. We really gotta record tea parties and shit, and I have not been grinding. Bro, I haven't either. Nope. Like, I don't I, know who in here, who's been hitting the range listening to this, but you are like 10 sets ahead of, I feel like the average person right now. I have not been grinding. I think the last time we played was the, was the, um, the gobbler on Thanksgiving. That's the last time I played. Yeah. 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 Literally, we won that bro. bet. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's the last time I played. Oh, I haven't. Oh, last time I played it, I was playing well. Shit. Yeah. That's cool with me. I should have, should have got We need like, we need to just like. Get a fucking simulator so we can just do this so and stay loose for the entire winter. That is so true. People be bulking in, in people are bulking so in the winter season. Well, we need to be keeping the golf swing loose in the winter season. I How do. about multitasking? I do. God damn. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, drop a like and a comment down below and make sure you do not forget to hit that subscribe button. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us those ratings. They do help us out and we love to see it from our audio platforms. We got a big show today, bunch of new things to get into. The Masters, Rudy Gobert, the Bruins setting an NHL record, this big UFC card. Yeah, fuck those guys. (laughs) Uh, Seriously. Big (laughs) UFC card, much to get into with that. Odo Beckham Jr., NBA playoffs. But we are going to start with all of that with Angel Reese and LSU. Uh, That was a fantastic final, by the way. The game was fucking crazy. I mean, even though it wasn't really – it was relatively close, but – that shit was lit, in my opinion. I love watching that shit. I watched the Final Four games, too. It was actually good hoops. And I, I didn't watch the majority of the women's tournament. My bad, chicks. Like, y'all be hooping. My bad. Neither did I. But I like I know you were texting me like a lot throughout that tournament about Caitlin Clark. She was fucking snapping. Like, it was actually... So, I didn't... I watched the highlights of her lead eight game when she did the supposed You Can't See Me that everyone was talking about. And then I watched the Final Four game and I watched the, watched the chip game. But, uh, dude, she is, like, she's the best college basketball player I've ever seen. I don't, people were arguing about other people and shit and whatnot. No one's that. No one's been that good, bro. Can we chill? Like, Paige, Paige Bukas was supposed to be her. But I end up, you know what I mean? Shit happens. You know what I mean? But Caitlin Clark is ridiculous. I feel like I was watching the mix of, like, Trey Young, Steph Curry, like, with the girls game, with, like, Maya Moore, Toon, with, like, Brianna Stewart, because she could dime out. I was like, yo, this chick is cold, bro. But um, with the whole Angel Reese situation, it was, like, it, you know, it was funny, too, because I'm watching the game, and obviously I was just kicking their ass. And the one thing I had a problem, one, the one thing I had a problem with before the game is when the one girl was, like, I felt disrespected by the way that Caitlin Clark guarded the girl in South Carolina. I felt like that made no sense to me, whatever. I'm watching the game. LSU's kicking their ass. And uh, Angel Reese is, like, doing the shit at the foul line and, like, talking her shit. And I thought that. I'm like, yeah. Like, in the the game, like, um, I'm like, all right, yeah, this is cool. Like, I'm fucking with it in the game. I'm I'm actually – everything's in the game. I'm actually fucking with it. It's like – it's not – it's – I'm not, like – I would do this, and this is, like, what I condone or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, talk your shit, whatever. After the game, whistle's blown, and, like, she follows Caitlin Clark or whatever for a good minute to go find her. I remember I texted my boys right after. I was like, damn, shawty draw. Like, and it wasn't even, like, I had nowhere near the amount of outrage that people on the internet had. I thought that was weird. I thought that was actually really weird. I actually tweeted that it's crazy how we define people by 10 seconds on a TV screen. I thought people were way, like, we, people blush it way out of proportion. Now, I think half of that is because it's a woman and people would be ready to point their finger to be mad because a chick does something, in my opinion. But some of these angry old hags, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, bro, you can disagree with something and be like, I see it. Heat of the moment, you just won a fucking national championship. We were talking shit, obviously, if you've ever been to a, a, a high-intensity basketball game. And if you've ever played in a high-intensity basketball game or a high-intense game at the park and you lost to someone, someone probably talked shit to you a couple of times a little too much. Even if you lost a fucking golf competition to someone for some money, they might have said something when one of your bad swings came that might have been a little too much. But you bro, you shook it off you in your head like, damn, that was all right, bro, fuck you. And kept it pushing. That's, and that's exactly what Caitlin Clark did. While the whole internet was outraged and talking all this shit about how she's classed and like trying to define her as a human being for what she did on a basketball court which is fucking crazy Caitlin Clark was like yeah it was cool 
I, I was just trying to ignore it as anyone else would. Like, and that and that's really my only thoughts about it. I thought a lot of people blew that shit out of fucking proportion. Everybody I thought was it was good nuts. competition. And and what you did after the game was was that one step too far where you're like, ah, don't do that. But fuck it. That's what you did. Fuck it. It's over. Go celebrate with your team. Fuck it. And like, I think that's a good people point do. too, because like Caitlin Clark, you, did if you keep if you really were that mad, you might not have competed enough as a kid, honestly. Well, like you said, keeping it pushing, Caitlin Clark did exactly that, especially when she was on ESPN and she was like, you know, I don't understand why Angel Reese is getting all this hate and, you know, I didn't think it was classless or any of that type stuff. It's like it's heat of the moment. And then when you have, you know, the first lady saying that, you know, we're going to invite. Weird. That was weird. That was a little weird. I was like, fucking with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, on some non-political shit, okay? Everybody. There is no politics involved in this at all. But why the fuck are we inviting the winners and the losers to the White House? Just because, what did she say? Just because? Just because it was a, a, a great game, uh, a competitive game? We've had to see better NCAA women's finals, There's no first way. of all. Like, 10 more better wins NCAA women's finals. So then, Second of all, she just wanted to see Caitlin Clark. If you just wanted to see Caitlin Clark, <laughs> have the LSU visit go on, let it, you mean, cool off for a month, and just invite her for a lunch at the White House or some shit. I don't know. That was weird. I just don't know. I, I didn't understand that. So, like, if, if that's the same that's thing, weird. then why don't you have the president ask San Diego State to go, too? Nah, like, what? Not. Let's make. Let's do it both ways. It just makes no sense nah, to me. Um, so I didn't really understand I'll that, I'll and I and and Caitlin Clark did say like, yeah, like we're not going because the losers don't deserve to go to the I'll White House on win. Like, literally, ob- like that's obvious. I do want to say, um, first things first, nine point nine million viewers for this game, which is the most viewed NCAA women's basketball final in television history. Pretty cool that women's basketball took a huge leap from this tournament and obviously this big game as well. I did think um, it was, in my opinion, it was kind of dumb how, you know, LSU was got so pressed, like you said, about the three-point line. What, what does guarding another team have to do with disrespecting your team? I said just it, makes no I, sense I to said, me. I, whatever helps you sleep at night. That shit was corny to me, but if it helps you sleep at night and it helps you get a chip, then... Like, that actually got you so mad? You. That actually got you so mad that, oh, we got to be taunting and this this and this and following around like hey you won like you can talk your shit like people were really mad and like i was rubbed a little bit of the wrong way too just with like the following around like like caitlin has to say and she did tunnel vision like she's like right here just doing all this and doing all pointing in the the finger on the ring like whatever but like if that like you said if that makes if that makes you happy you talked your talk she talked her talk you know it was a competitive game and in a fucking natty chip I feel like it should be competitive. And then yeah. I also didn't like like some of the analysts that were covering this game at the end talking about this exchange with Reese and Clark, like making it a race thing because she did that. Like that also just was Man, like people on the internet were doing the same shit. Why 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 are we bring, why why does that have to be a, a card play in any of this? That's just another thing that just know. made no sense. That's why I was like, I don't know why we can't. People could just be like, damn, I would have done this, or damn, I did, I would have done this, and fuck it, it just keep pushing. Like, like it, I don't know, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't like she hit her. Like, no, it's we're we're, <laughs> we're playing a game. It's the heat of the moment, and it's in the final. That's what I'm like saying. we're playing things where I'm like, damn, all right, Shardy, that's drunk, whatever. But Let's it was a good it. way to close out the tournament. Um, one last thing. Any thoughts on the Natty Chip game on the men's side? A lot of people saying it was a little boring. Yeah, I mean. Nah, I mean, it was cool to watch. I mean, I still enjoy watching that kind of hoops, but I remember I was watching my boy, and he was like, were these, these were the best two teams? And I was like, nah. But that's March Madness, and that's like how the conversation we had last week. That is, that is why I like the NBA playoffs more. Now, someone will take the last two weeks or the first weekend of March Madness and be like, oh, this motherfucker, this is why I like the March Madness more. So, hey, she's throwing. But it was still good hoops at the end of the day. And no, was it the best two teams overall? Probably not. But, hey, war of attrition, NCAA tournament. That's why we love it. And uh, huge shout-out to Jim Nance getting a standing ovation. Um, last March Madness ever for him. And then flies to Augusta to call the Masters, which was pretty cool taking the private jet out there for that. Um, I did think it was a little shady. I know, like, he got his standing ovation during the commercial break. We didn't really see it on the telecast at all. At the end, they're at the desk. You know, Kenny and and Clark Kellogg, Jay Wright's there. 
Brian Gumbel's there, Barkley's there, and they're going around, and, and Barkley's, like, leaning over to, you know, Gumbel passes it to Barkley to say, like, his send-off of the tournament, and he just thanks everybody at CBS, you know, the guys that are giving him the stats and the emails every day to get him prepared for what he's got to say on TV, <laughs> and he's thanking everybody this and this, and he's thanking everybody from CBS. Jim Nance was not fucking named. I get that he got a standing ovation, but we didn't see that on the broadcast. So if you're tagging everybody on CBS, why are you not saying anything about Nance? Then fucking Kenny goes. Then Clark goes. Then Jay goes. And, and like, Jay's an exception. Like, it's first time at the desk. Whatever. Nobody. And then at the end, like, the host at the table, Brian Gumbel, he's like, you know, we're going to send it over. You know, thanks all you guys for being here for March Madness on CBS. Thanks, CBS. You know, we'll send it to one shiny moment. You're the host. Not even one thing on, on, on Jim Nance. Not one. Maybe they were trying to let other people get some shot at Jim Nance. Got his whole thing. And maybe we were trying to let Come on. Else. He's been doing this March Madness for 30 goddamn years. And we like maybe he doesn't get one send-off. They, they did show the clips he was watching. One shining moment on, on the court. There was cameras there. Um, I don't know. I was just rubbed a little bit of the wrong way with that. Um, now, before we get into Rudy Gobert and the NBA playoffs, I do want to say this. When I was at the Yankees game, uh, we were at Billy's and we were watching the screen the TVs and they had first take on because it was that I know I miss Billy's we're gonna have to get up there more sure too, man. Um, but they were showing because it was a day game you know 105 so we were there at like you know 10 30 or 11 so they were showing first take now they have they have um, mad dog on there <laughs> and he's ranking his this top five sports playoffs and uh, I don't remember the exact order but MLB was his one. I believe March Madness was two. NHL was three. I was not surprised. I think NBA might have been five. I forget what four was. But my question to you is, if you were ranking your top five playoffs in sports, and you can include Ma like um, March Madness too, from five to one, where would you look to go? And oh. I'm sitting with Drew, and he's like, and I'm like, you know, I would put NHL one. I think NHL's firing. And Drew's like, well, let's do it, like, without your teams in involved. Like, if the Eagles are not in or, you know, I think he had NFL at four. Maybe he had NFL at three. Whatever. Again. And he's like, without your teams involved, you know, what's, like, if, if the Eagles are not in, like, you're still locked into the NFL. You know, same thing for anybody's team. If, you're, if your teams are not in, are you still willing to watch those sports playoffs? And I'm like, yeah, it's the NHL. And he's like, well, I still think it's, it's opinionated versus, like, what you like to watch. And I'm like, I don't I'm saying it on an excitement factor. So if you had to go five to one, what are you thinking? Five to one? Jeez. I may go one to five. Okay. It's easier to start with my favorite. This is just personal though. Um, NFL one for sure. No matter what happens, I'm watching the entire NFL playoffs. Like no matter what the fuck happens. Uh number two, NBA, for sure. Um number and this is where I get hard. Number three? I feel like you're deciding between NHL or NBA or, or MLB here, no? No. Nah. Number three, I'm going to go Champions League. Wow. Because, like, Champions League round of 16 on is, like, in fucking incredible footy. I don't know. If you don't – if you've never locked into the Champions League, like, lock into it. That's, you'll, you might end up liking it. I'll just keep – You stuck me with that one. I'll give you that. Uh, Then four, I'll go MLB. And then five, I'll go March Madness. Wow. NHL's sick, though. I'm just not a big NHL guy, but yeah. NHL's fucking sick. I just don't... I don't know the intricacies of the NHL and the game enough to, like... And, like, the strategy behind it day-to-day -to, -day to really be like, yo, like... I just watch that shit when it gets intense. I'll watch a series when it's, like, 2-1 or something. The, 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 the underdogs are up or something. I mean, I'm not an average NHL watcher, and I'll never pretend to be. But NHL is sick. I do tip it. But personal enjoyment, it cannot be in my top five. I'd be lying. I like your three there. I think that's going to shock a little, uh, you know, some Champ people there. Champions League, round of 16 and on. Like, it is. I would, I would have said, like, the I would have said the World Cup, but. Every four years, so Ch Champions League round of sixteen on, bro. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, there should be some soccer I'm fans in the no comments what. on that. There should be. All right, over to Rudy Gobert. Some controversy on the bench with Kyle Anderson and Rudy, Rudy Gobert, kind of throwing some. Uh, was that an elbow? Was that a punch? Was Rudy it a slap? To, Rudy's a bitch, bro. Rudy tried to punch him. And he punched him. It's one of them, it's one of them times where you you getting ready to punch somebody and you you realize you punch and you don't want to do it, so you hit him and his, his chest all soft, bro. Rudy, you soft, bro. He sends a like. I an, think he was. I think he was yelling him to lay the ball up or something. I'm pretty sure Kyle was saying lay the fucking ball up or something, and he was like, "You a bitch." I think Kyle was like, "You a bitch." It looked like he said, "Yeah." And then that's when Rudy punched him. He was saying shit too about like you know why don't you block a shot. 
And then okay, so why don't you block the shot? He was just laying it up in front of you, I guess. Why and don't I you think block Kyle had said like, or then I think Rudy had said like back to him like, you know, why don't you grab a rebound or some shit like that? Oh, it went back and forth. And then apparently there was a group text after that where Rudy apologized and Mike Conley was like, you know, this is you know we're grown men, we're just gonna move past it. Oh, all right. Don't apologize me. No group text, bro. Come to my locker, bro. <laughs> Come to my locker. Whatever, but I, I mean, hey, we're getting to the heat of the uh, the end of the season and the playoffs. That shit so is like it's just a little weird to be doing this right now, right before the playoffs. But he was like, "Y'all be kissing his ass. Y'all got a decision to make this summer." Like that's what Kyle Anderson was saying. And I, they, I could. It's just so painful because they probably waited just one year to for this, like to not make this Rudy trade. Just waited one year. They could be, they could be very attractive, uh, a very attractive spot for like a big time star this summer. So they did fumble with getting Ruby. They got fleeced and they fumbled because Rudy just sucks in my opinion. But he first. said Rudy sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it was a little weird to be doing that right before the playoffs when like we got to be a unit going into these playoffs. Oh, they're about to get cooked by the Lakers, I think. Yeah, and that Cook. takes us to, you know, we got what do we have? Is there two games left? There's three games left. Come on. Oh, that's for the NHL. Sorry, come on. We got, NBA? we got, yeah, NBA. The playing, the playing is playing. What's today? Monday. The playing's tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. So we're if not tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, because NHL has two games left. I think the first game and we we're got done Bulls. here. It's Bulls. It's Bulls and um and Raptors tomorrow, I believe. Or he. It's either Heat and Hawks or Bulls Raptors. I think. So let's just start with Definitely the East with some first. of these matchups. Let's exclude what like Milwaukee and Boston are doing because. They're, you know, we're going to be talking about a play, and that doesn't really matter for us. Right, right, um, right. We have your 76ers and mm-hmm. the Nets. I do want to shine some light on uh, Bridges here. Sure. Right. <laughs> Getting, like, clocking in for four seconds so he could play that 392nd oh, consecutive that game. That was pretty cool. Good on the Nets for doing Bro, that, by the way. There was so much. Speaking of that, there was so much shit with gambling Twitter that was fucking wild with that. Oh, because they had us like Yeah, I think I think Kenny got fucked out of some money like big time. Because you probably could bet his under. It's probably like the Draymond Green shit. You could I probably think bet some, his under. Someone in someone in someone in someone's Discord hit for Bro, it was O D. Like I I, I should have fucking screenshotted all the shit I was seeing, but it was a while. We gotta be on top of the final days of NBA. That's all me, man. We could have been cashing out. Yeah, because technically he did play, so you would have to cash out the yeah, under tickets. Bro. It's like the Draymond Green shit all over People again. People were having trouble with that the last couple of days, and I just was missing out on the money. Well, Sixers and Nets is mm-hmm. this a five-game series? Do you think the Nets get one? Uh, seven, but really, yeah, it's a seven-game series. But I think we probably, I think we went four-one. It could be four-two though. The Nets give us trouble. Um. Like, wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those things where they win the opening game. I mean, the Wizards took us to five games. I think the season before that, the Nets took us to five games or six, and they won the. I think the Nets won the opener when it was like Karis LeVert, D'Lo, Jared Allen. So, I mean, we do struggle with teams in the first round. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Nets are nice. People are trying to overblow the matchup and think, like, we really have a problem with them. We're going to get knocked out in the first round, please, bro. I think it's the opposite. We ain't about to, we ain't about to lose in the Nets. It, it, it could be a tough series, though. I mean, they got a lot, a lot of length. I mean, Mikel Bridges is hooping. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they'll take a game or two off his. Uh, two maximum though. Nothing in the second. In the second game, it might be like they might win one game. That's like, kind of convincing. Like they might be down two zero, and then they might win one on a buzzer beater or some shit. Like you know what I mean? But they ain't about to. Nah. I think the it's the all Sixers, good in the hood. I'm worried about the Sixers. I'll probably get my Sixers ran out the way. I'm worried about us getting past the second motherfucking round, bro. Because if we don't get past the second round, something's gonna have to change structurally. Well, a Doc Rivers. Goodbye. Second round, we gonna have to play the fucking Celtics. We have never beat these guys. I was supposed to have faith. Like you, I'm like. Would you even believe me if I was like, yeah, bro, we about to, we about to go. Like I, I can't even believe myself saying that shit. I'm a happily watch and enjoy it and, and try yeah, to I and just, try to do it. But bro, what the fuck? But at the same token, it's kind of how I felt about the Phillies last year. Yeah, true. When they limped into the wild card, you know what I mean. So I listen, bro. It can happen. But I think this is like the do or die year for the for the Sixers for the whole for structurally. I think I think Alton Branch stays around, but coaching wise and possibly direction with the team, I don't think Embiid's going anywhere. That's not what I'm saying, but I think things change if we do get bounced in the second round again. And I think the Sixers will take care of the Nets in five games. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. And then you go to the Celtics and like. It's, jobs on the line that series. I think actual jobs are on the line that series. Very, very tough to say that the Sixers can get through the Celtics right now. Like, tough to say. I mean, not like 
off the bat, if I'm saying it right now, like, who's not picking the Celtics to win that series? Like, to go make another appearance. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I really I, – I would like to – to see this, the Sixers just kind of get past this whole, you know, we can't make it to the big games. It'd be so lit if we made a run, bro. The city would be imploding, like, just like they did for the Phillies. But I think even not. more, I think people are starving for Sixers success a little more than the Phillies, low key. In my just, opinion, they, I Because I think they're at I'm that, like, they're at that, that stall where they just can't get It's been past. so, it's been so long. It's been so long. The Kawhi shot second round. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, I think the city is just fucking starving for the Sixers and, a run this season because I think besides the Celtics, I think the shit is wide open. I'm not that I'm way more scared of the Celtics than I am scared of the Bucks. Right. And to some people that'd be crazy because they are playing good ball, especially past the all-star break. Um, but I, I think the Celtics are scarier than, than the Bucks. So I think if we can get past those guys, shit. And the West is a gauntlet. So whoever's coming out of the West is limping out that bitch. Unless they just go on an absolute heater. But whoever comes out the West West is limping out that motherfucker. So I think it's the Celtics and jobs on the line. We'll see, man. You might get your wish with Doc being uh, <laughs> let go after this one. You really might get your wish. And I shouldn't say you. I should say, well, I should say the you. The city but of Philadelphia. Say, you know, right. Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> fans might all get their wish that Doc will finally be let go. Uh, and then we go to our next one here. Again, excluding the play-ins and the one and two seeds. Uh, the Knicks, the yep, the, the Bockers in Cleveland. I hate showing that series. I do not like the Knicks in that series, man. I think it's a seven-game series for sure. I think it's going to be a fun series. Now, I do think you are right with that. I do think six or seven games guaranteed. Uh, I think the series was 3-1 Cavs, though, and I think I won the last game in late March, which so... And they just, it could they, get ugly. They literally beat them. I think it was Friday they beat them, and that's, they beat the Cavs with... Out Julius Randle. And again, we're late in the season. Who the we're fuck's playing? Season. But whatever. Yeah. So we'll, I still we'll think that's see. confidence booster. We'll see, but I think it's going to be a scrappy series. I just don't like what I saw from the Knicks come down the stretch, like from like just a strict like camaraderie. Like, I just don't think Julius Randle's having as good of a year, obviously. And it's going back on his mental like we've seen before. And uh, RJ's had his up and downs. Jalen Brunson's Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel quickly. If they want to just carry on to the next round, it could happen because I love what I see from Quick. Quick has actually been seriously hooping. We haven't talked to him about talked about him enough in this podcast. He's had a hell of a year. He's probably going to win Sixth Man of the Year. He I should. Think. He should. Um, if they if, if they can kind of JB and, and Quick can go off and and get some more production from RJ in a consistent manner, and then maybe Julius Randle's head gets on straight and he's not trying to freak the fuck out of his teammates when they're trying to stop him from getting the technical foul. We could do something here. I think it'd be a fun series, but I got the Cavs and. Obi Toppin playing out of his mind right now, taking that is over true. That the, is true. the roles of these guys that aren't able to play right now with injuries. Um, you know, RJ was saying in his presser that, you know, it's nice to have a team that has some superstars that are able to kind of work through the all this stuff that you're talking about. You know, there's that beef, you know, I, I believe that you know, was in the heat game. I could probably even be wrong about RJ's up and downs. I think it could be the adjustment of just dealing with JB coming in the team and, 100%. and being a beast because people were trying to say like Maxi was having a down year, but he's actually averaging more points on better percentages. And if you look at RJ's numbers, it's pretty much the same. So it could be the thing where like we're waiting for him to take that leap, and it's like, well, he just got Jalen Brunson just came in town, so shots distributed. So I don't know. I could be wrong about it. We'll see. I think. Um, I think, and this is 100 percent biased. Like I'm not gonna pick against the fucking Knicks in the first round. I think the Knicks win in seven. Um, if this goes to six games, like. If it if the series is over in six games, I'd be thoroughly surprised because I do think this is a seven game series. That six game is going to be in New York, correct? Yeah, so it'd be two in Cleveland. Oh yeah, two so in New York. Lose that game six. I mean, I think if it gets to game six, it'd be hard for you guys to lose that game six. Yeah, I mean, MSG is going to be rocking. Obviously, the Rangers are in the playoffs as well, so whole city in New York for these NHL and NBA playoffs is going to be wild. The playoff Don is play. Yeah, damn straight. All right, let's go to the West here. Kings, Sacktown, like we talked about in the last show. Uh, hosting the Warriors, and like we've been saying, who the hell wants to go to Sacktown? I got the Dubs in the barn burner seven game. Series. Do you seven game series barn burner? We might see, and I'm not wishing no, I'm not wishing no ill will on nobody, but we might see guys start limping. We might see bloodshed. Like we might, this might be a war. Like I, I, I got the Warriors in seven games though, possibly six if they start. But I think, I think Sacktown comes out to a hot start, and like it's like, oh shit, okay, these boys can hoop. But I think it's gonna be a bloodbath over there. I think the Warriors, I, I don't know how you can That's pick against the Warriors. You can't pick but, against them. I got the Warriors in six or seven. Yeah, no, I don't think I can pick bad. against the Warriors just because, you know, Steph, Clay, 
Trey, all of them in the playoffs, you know. Just, they just scored 55 points in one fucking quarter and 160 points. It wasn't Trailblazers, but right. still, still is a lot of fucking right, so, points. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think as much as I want to take the Kings in this just because of, you know, how that stadium and that arena is going to be rocking and that tough playoff atmosphere for the Warriors going I'll in I'll be there. betting on the Kings a couple games. Yeah. Game one specifically I'm looking at. I think yeah. I think it, Warriors get it done in six. I think yeah, they get fair. it done in six. That's um, And then our last one. The Suns and the Clippers. That is going to be a hell of a series, I think. I think the Suns do win that, but I think that's going to be a hell of a series. Russell Westbrook's actually playing good ball. You know about P. Don't need to say too much about Kawhi. But they did have a little scuffle on the bench as well with Plumlee and Bones Highland. I don't know if he caught one of that. I hope they get it together because KD's over there now. We can't be... You know what I'm saying? We had to be together last year to beat them motherfuckers. The Mavs had to be a cohesive motherfucking unit to beat them motherfuckers last year. Now they have KD. Hope they're all right over there in the, in the, in the Clipperville because I like that team as constructed. I think they're deep as fuck and have a lot of players that I deeply have a lot of love for, and I will be rooting for them in this series. But I think the Suns got them. Yeah, like I hate to say it. Like, you know, I, I want to say that the Suns get it done in six. Um, maybe this is just me. Like, I'm just sleeping on the Clippers. I think the Suns get this done in five games. Five might be crazy. Five might be crazy. This could be a six or sevener. I, I think wholeheartedly this could be a six or seven guy. And this is just, you know. I think the depth of the Clippers could give you just trouble in a series. They could just throw so many guys at all different, all the guys on the Clippers. But, I mean, we'll see. The, I mean, all the guys on the Suns, my bad. But I think the Suns should edge them out. Five isn't, I think, yeah, I think my guys can win two games. I mean, I don't know. I think you gotta give him two games. Give hey, we get to see Russ in the playoffs. And Come see, on, man. You know, let's see, see let what Russ he can cook. do. Let, yeah, let Russ cook. Literally, I was just going to say that. I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. Um, like I said, I, maybe I'm just sleeping on the Clippers. But, Zubox double doubles? I might get cooked. Hey, like, we get to see Book and KD try to figure this out in the playoffs. I don't know how you, you know, can root against them or pick against them in, in that sense, too, in a betting standpoint. I do want to do a parlay of, like, series winners like Sixers round one Knicks round one like Warriors round one do a parlay he's putting the Knicks in there you might as well just chill out (laughs) I know I try to do the value well they did that the Phillies cooked me yesterday I should have just see if you can do something like a playing team in the Knicks if you want to take the Knicks so bad like take the Lakers to to win their playing and then take the fucking Knicks to win the series or something but you're going to burn your money taking the Knickerbockers Mm -hmm. bro I don't think so and and again I'm biased but that's just that's just me Real quick stuff here. The Boston Bruins set an NHL record with 63 wins. Still two games to play. Um, <laughs> Those guys fucking stink. They beat us for the record. Yeah, fucking of real. course. Of course that happens. Bruins, uh, you know, this is kind of like when the Warriors had their big year, right? You know, you have you, you set history. You get all these wins. And then you have all this pressure on you going into the playoffs. We're going to see if the Bruins can walk the walk with you know the talk, the talk of what they're what they've done this season. They have a, an immense amount of pressure to actually perform in the playoffs. And as much as everyone's going to say, you know, this team's the best in the league. They are so tough. This and that. I don't see the Bruins getting out of the East. I really fucking don't. Uh, I do think this is going to be. Uh, well, East East got some got some got some dogs got in there, and I really do them. think that the Stanley Cup winner this year is going to be out of the East. It's not going to be a West like it was with the Avs last year. I think this is going to be an Eastern Conference winner this year. Um, real quick stuff on the Bruins there. Let's touch on the Philadelphia Phillies, and they're going to be in trouble second round. Yeah, I mean if they get out the first round, but they'll be in trouble second. The East is I, like I said, I ain't that too with the hockey, but I know what's going on a little bit. The East got some dogs. That yeah. second round matchup could be legendary. Yep, starts Fuck with the Bruins, Rangers and Devils, which is going to be a chippy, chippy series. Um, I that. Fuck the Devils. Yeah, fuck the Devils. Sorry, Rangers. prop. My fault. Prop. But like, <laughs> I mean, Rangers should take care of business there. <laughs> like literally, there's just there's no way. You also do a little side bet. I should. I, I'll tell you that after this fucking show. <laughs> Damn fucking straight. You know, loser buys tickets next year. <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, let's touch on the Phillies here. Rough start. They uh, win a, a, a walk-off. Start on, up, what, one and five, was it? One and four, was it? Like One and four, I think it was. Get a good walk-off, two-nothing going in the bottom of the ninth. The Reds just needed three outs, and they let up three runs with the walk-off. Yeah. And then the very next day to for this series would be the Phillies' first series win of the season, and they let up three in the top of the ninth. Mm-hmm. Guess who sorry-ass had the Phillies? 
How the hell? I mean, that's just a terrible Sir way Anthony. to lose a baseball game, and it's just a terrible way to lose a bet. Sir Winning Anthony. the entire fucking game. Winning the entire fucking game. One run in the eighth, three runs in the ninth, and we lose the game. Sir Anthony, Brandon Marsh, and Dusty again on the base pads, getting mixed up for the second time in one week. This team's been a big fucking headache so far. I'm missing my guys, Reese, Bryce, Ranger Danger. Miss you a lot. It's crazy right now that Bailey Falter is my best pitcher in my rotation right now. I think he has the best. He has a 1.06 whip or some shit, which is crazy. Uh, I'm pretty sure his ERA is in the twos. What the fuck is everyone else doing? Aaron, Zach, hello. Someone help me. I need you guys. But I, I think we're fine. This team's fun as fuck to watch, I'll say. I got my new favorite player in, in uh, Trey Turner. No one's touched my heart the same way that Trey. No one's touched my heart the way that Trey Turner has since, like, Victorino and Rollins, for real. Like, he just had the way he, the, him in the field and then him just causing just absolute, just hecticness on the base pads. Was it versus the Yankees when he delayed stealed? Or was it someone, I think it might have been someone else. He had a delayed steal second base, which was just like, he was just a, a psycho for doing it. And he dodged a tag. He's been hooping. Start off, he started off the season, I think he had like four or five straight two hit games. Just balling the fuck out. Um, also, Alec Bone's been a huge piece. Start the season. Phils are Phils are gonna be fine. I'm not in the slightest bit worried. I will say our schedule is kind of treacherous coming up the stretch. Like we got some dogs coming into town, so we'll see how we handle that. A couple of late series in between, but it's gonna be tough. A couple a, a tough summer, I think, in my opinion. But summer don't matter as we saw last season. So yeah, but I just I just can't like. I mean, Strom. And Falter have given us our two best starts of the season by a landslide. I could say three because the two, a two of Bailey Falter starts have been wickedly productive. So I think when everyone starts picking up our stars, start picking it up. I and mean, even Kyle Schwarber's hitting 156 right now. He started off like one for everything, and then now he's finally starting to pick up the steam, and he's still only hitting a buck 58. So I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Things will even out. Um, but the Phils are the Phils have been fun to watch, but as usual, frustrating as hell. Yeah, I mean, and I think I, I hopefully one thing too. I do like Christian Pache. He's a fun, you mean, young piece. Yeah. I do think Brandon Marsh needs to be playing every day, though. Like, besides, like, the righty-lefty matchups, I think um, that's what, like, they were kind of concerned about. But he Pache did have a double in the one start, but I just think I want to see Brandon Marsh every day, regardless of the base running. That might that might even be part of the reason why he's been on some bullshit, miscommunicating every other day is because him and Dusty are switching out, switching center fielders every third day. So they could be fucked up start season two. I want to see Marsh play every day, but... The Phillies will be fun to watch the rest of the season. We'll, we'll be talking about them plenty more. Yeah, you got Marlins. This How you feel about series? your Yanks? We had the series where show we got cooked. Yeah, well, I mean, I like seeing Ty back in uh, New York. I thought I, I actually took the Phillies first uh, first five run line when Walker was pitching. I thought he was going to hoop back in New York, and it didn't go my way. It but. did not. That was tough. That that, <laughs> that game was tough. Um, then we went to the rainy game, cold game, mm -hmm. and and they did end up getting it done. Uh, got my, I got to see Nestor pitching versus my Phils. I always loved that. Yep, he pitched yesterday. Um, he did pitch against right his yesterday. former team in the Oilers or Oilers <laughs> in Oilers. the Orioles. Um, they look good. Yeah, they look good. And I'll, win total is going to be good for them. I do think. Um, I think it was eighty three. I believe. That's but yeah, way over. first first times since twenty ten. Um, starting this good at six and three. Um, but you still can't take anything away from the Rays. Again, Insane, okay. They yeah. just fucking had a series against Insane. the Oakland Athletics. Like, like they're still killing it. Um, you know, finally we can see what this team can. can I think do. the Red Sox beat them tonight, though. I think my guy Nick Pavetta gets. Well, I just, I just like how you know we we we're still praising them. Oh, playing the A's, they're getting wins. Sure, they're they're off to a really, really, really good. I mean, they start. aren't just winning games though. They are win. They are beating the shit. Oh out yeah, of the they're team. kicking their ass. Yeah. So, well, I, I you know, I, I like a finally we get to see a divisional matchup. Going to be heated, Red Sox Rays. So maybe we can start to put some coolant on this I damn. The, I think the Red Sox take game one. I think, I think Big Nick Pavetta takes game one, bro. I think so. And then. um you know, with the Phillies, I think we're starting to panic a little bit too early. I mean, we're no, we're fine. Like it's we're it's, fine. It's okay. You started yeah. like I mean, losing losing four in a row to start the season was a little it was tough. Tough. But like you had you had the Texas Rangers who just got the Grom, and then you tough. go right to fucking New York. And Martin like, and Martin Perez pitched his fucking brains out versus yeah. us, and Bailey. We wasted the Bailey fall, or yeah, we wasted the Bailey fall to gem start. It's and now you good. have like the series for the Phillies leading up. Before we move on, is Marlins and then four in Cincinnati, three in Chicago against the White Sox, and then Tough. you're back home for the Rockies for four. 
Okay. Like should be able to get everything back we on should, track. We should get some. We should get some shit pumping here. The Marlins series is gonna be tough. We well, see, yeah, it's we see Strom Sandy, and Alcantara tonight. We see Sandy tonight, but the good thing I like is that that means that we have Nola Lazardo, and I think it's Wheeler Cabrera. Wheeler Cabrera, and I like Cabrera. He's nasty, oh, no. bro. But that's gonna be tough. Marlins are tough, bro. Marlins are tough. So I mean, we'll see. It's the nerfy in all three of these games. I took, by the the, way. I took the under tonight. Under seven and a half. That's Maybe smart. Bit. That's smart. Um, okay, let's get into uh, another quick headline here. Odell Beckham Jr. signing a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens yes, uh, up to $18 million. What does this do for Lamar Jackson's hopes of staying in Baltimore? I, I don't know. I hope he stays. If he stays, it'd be crazy. I think just, I, uh, bro, like, if they could retain Lamar, they have Odell Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews. Something's got to happen with that going on. I we have seen some frustrating shit before, but something's got. I think Huntley can snap with that going on, bro. Like, please, I love this for Odell though. I love it for Odell. It is a risk on the Ravens' part, but history shows that the Ravens haven't been really risky with the wide receiver position. So fuck it, let's do it for a guy that is obviously generational and hope he comes back. I like it. Um, I like it for Odell as well because I think he's gonna get fed the ball a lot, and I think it. He will get the down the field looks because Hollywood Brown got a shit ton of them, but I think he also will get a shit ton of opportunities to catch like these quick slants and these these quick screens and shit, quick outs that Odell is way more of a technician route running wise than people give him credit. When you see the replays, you peep like he really be cooking people on these short quick routes, and I think he'll be able to do, be able to do a lot of damage with yards after the catch. So I think it's gonna be a real good spot for Odell. Um, because you, you can't even like double team him or so give too much attention because Rashad Bateman, I, I'm telling you, I mean, we saw the leap he took, but he's gonna take more of a leap more of the rest of these years. And Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews, so what what the fuck can you do? Um, so it, it is a real good addition for the Ravens. And if it gets Lamar back, the Ravens are fucking here. And look, Odell got it, Odell wanted his money to come yeah. back and won your deal, and he got his money. Mm-hmm. You Preserve know, really we saw some talks that before he was, you know, stay healthy, was deserve stay so. healthy. We saw all these talks where it was like, you know, he's asking for this, but he's not worth that. Ravens gave him the money. So, I, if we're understanding that correctly, then does Lamar Jackson get his money? Get the tag, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, it, there's there's something to say there. If the One Ravens year are deal, finesse the tag, get Lamar back. That's probably the big picture plan. We'll see. I, I hope it works out. for. I want to see Lamar and Ravens. I, I think Lamar changing teams would have been cool. I had some, like, visions of what could happen just on my own. Like, damn, what if he... What if what if what if the 49ers pull off a trade for all their young QBs and you see Lamar and San Fran with those? But like fuck, I want to see Lamar with the Ravens ball in Baltimore. That's what I want to see. Especially with Odell Selfishly. now. Selfishly, exactly. Especially Selfishly. with Odell now. And hey, we have Odell Beckham Jr. on our dynasty team. That is so fucking true. So hey, Lamar, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, please come back, bro. Like, actually, stay, I, stay I, in Baltimore. Actually, I, no, actually come back, bro. For the sake I, of the dynasty I didn't team. Even, I, we could might as well just scrap that whole segment of running back. Actually come back, bro. Like, please, <laughs> We need bro. you for I'm, the dynasty. I wasn't even envisioning you in northern uniforms. I, would, I want you in Baltimore, homie. Please come back. I forgot about the dynasty team. Like, we need you back for that. Actually, bro, please. Like, I'm not even like this. It's my whole tone. We're I'll, begging you, bro. Nah, because, damn. Nah, that's cool. All right, bet it. Fuck it. And that's huge trade bait, too, by the way, if we thought about it. We're not trading them. We're not trading them, but I'm just saying it's it's a possibility. Odell, we picked up Odell in the 21st round. I like late, bro. Not trading Odell, bro. Yeah, as as we got him, we we literally had him on the bench all year because he wasn't with the team. Sorry. That's Long how you. Term. First of all, that's uh, stock knowledge, yeah, baby. Dynasty one hundred and one. Stock right there, knowledge. Okay, if that didn't just prove the point, Buy we know hold. what we're doing. And this is our first year during Dynasty. By the way, losing the chip though, we can't really say we know what we're doing. But all right, fair enough. We, we did need, make some good we trades. Need the hardware. We got Camaro, and it didn't we work out. We need the hardware. We do need the hardware. All right, over to the UFC. What a card this weekend! A stacked card that Dana White made. We starting off with the prelims. Have to touch on Joe Piper for a second. First round knockout. Shout out. Said some great things. On of the show. Yeah, he was was that that was like our second or third guest on the show yes, two years ago. Pretty cool. Uh while he was going through his rehabs. Um he said some great things to Joe Rogan right after, you know, post fight. Um and he was pleading his case for getting that fifty K bonus. He did not get that bonus, shockingly, to be honest, first round knockout. Uh and my prediction for Joe Piper is he will no longer be on a preliminary card. He will be in a main card fight. We look at Raul Rosas Jr. He has a big fight win, gets on the main card, and then he does get humbled a little bit. 
So why can't we do the same for Joe? Put him on that stage, get him some of that pay-per-view cash, and, um, and and see what excitement that he can bring. Dana White likes the big finishes. He likes the excitement. He likes the crowds. And that's all that motherfucker be doing. And that's literally <laughs> all that this guy can provide for the UFC. So happy to see Joe in uh, in elite form Fact. as his UFC career takes off. Um, the big one here, Jorge Masvidal retires. Was a good fight. He did say he wanted to take the bank from... Yeah, good fight. Yeah. No, retires. Retired. Yeah. Oh, oh, in quotes. Um, He did say, you know, in his presser before, you know, I'm here to take the bank. Apparently, DraftKings, I think on Thursday or Friday, had 65% of the money on plus 340 miles without money line. And he was like, you know, we're, we're running the bank. You know, bet the house on me. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Um... Then Burns saying in the press conference after that he felt slippery and he was saying what that meant where he's like putting lotion on. That motherfucker, he was fucking greasing, bro. I, round, yeah. round two, I'm looking at this motherfucker like, he is sweaty as fuck. And I just, and I just thought, because I'm not really, he's greasing. So I'm just like, damn, he's sweaty as shit. And then when I saw, I saw what he, Gil Burns said today and I was like, oh shit, he probably was. Because I saw him and I was like, he is sweaty as fuck and my UFC eye isn't the craziest. So if I could see that shit, I, he probably was doing some weird shit. I, I, <sighs> he, what he was saying is he's like, you know, it's like you do like every two or three hours you put lotion on. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and then when you sweat, you just become really slippery. And then the big quote that he was saying is he was like, go back. He's saying to the media, he's like, go back and watch the fight. Bro, you can see how he's glistening because of the sweat. Bro, and I'm reading the comments on these clips and on the replies, and a lot of them are like, yeah, like Burns wouldn't lie about that shit. Nah, he like, wouldn't. Oh, okay. Nah, he wouldn't. Which was weird. Kick, but... Kicked his ass, though. But I I don't. Listen, Masvidal has fought a lot. A lot. 20 years, man. It's a lot. But, like, I got, like, shades of, like, the Triple C retirement when he just, like, final fight. He was like, oh, I'm done, man. I'm just done. Like, there's, like, no emotion or anything like that. Alright, maybe we'll see him like because I isn't Triple C fighting again? So there we go. Um, but I don't think Triple C had fifty fights or, or twenty years in under his belt. So Correct. Two different things. Maslow could have been way past it. He could have been he could have been in his head retired six fights ago, all we know. So he could be done, but good fight. See the see Gilbert Burns win that fight. I had him in a parlay. The parlay was Gilbert Burns and Alex Perea. No way. After Gilbert Burns won, I cashed out. I just had a gut feeling that hey, was smart play. That was just wow. I just didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Um, and then we got to the main event. And well, I do want to touch on the you um, touch on that fight. But that's why on I on Holland dominating as well. Big shout win. out Kevin Holland yep. too. Going down in weight class, which was good for him because I mean, motherfucker, I've watched. So he had a fight that was on like the ESPN fight night. It was like Friday night, John. I watched that, and then I watched his last fight in this one. Motherfucker is nice on the ground. I didn't know how nice he was on the ground. Like he really is like. I'm spicing, but it, it it's like that when you see a long motherfucker, like nah, I don't know how tall Charles Oliveira is, but like I just see like his long ass like just spidering around people. It kind of reminds me of that shit. He's nice on the ground, so now he's not just auto getting taken down by guys who are fucking just way more bigger bone than him originally. Now he's back down to the weight class. I think he's gonna be nasty down there, like Kevin Holland. Smart yeah, guy. That was a dominant win, dominant victory there. Uh, and like you said, then we go to the main event. Shoot. And I had Adesanya. In multiple parlay tickets as the last leg. I also had him as a straight bet as well. And what was funny is I'm, I'm like scrolling through TikTok and a lot of it was like all pre-stuff of pre-fight stuff of the UFC card. And there's a, a video of Brandon Marshall standing in front of Adesanya and he's holding $100,000 in cash. <laughs> like just like this and like a basket. And Marshall says to him, you know, I'm 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 gonna bet this on you. Like, what do you what do you think? And he's like, if you put that a hundred thousand on me, you will get it back, and those winnings. And then Marshall's like, all I needed to hear. <laughs> and I'm like, so if he's telling this man, and I get it, you can say the same thing for Masvidal telling him when when Jorge's like, you know, put the house on me. You can say it's the same fucking thing. And sure, it damn it, it damn well is. But this is out of sight. We're talking about. So I'm like, okay. And it was like good enough value. It was like a little over minus 130. I think it was a like minus 132, minus 136. Yeah, I, I got my cash out of it in process. So I got him live at like plus money when people thought uh, Alex P was going to win the fight. So I got some. And I'm watching this. And when he gets backed up in the corner, and I just thought he looked pretty good for the Hell majority yeah. of that fight. And then when he gets backed up in, in the corner against the cage, and he's just getting teed off 
He catches one low in the ribs, and then that knee to the chin. I my hands are on my face, and I'm like, no, not like this, dude. And then he just somehow snipes him, and then ends it. So like, my reaction was like, I went from like, oh my fucking god, dude, I literally am gonna lose on the last leg on every fucking parlay and the straight to literally two seconds later. Oh my god, what did I just watch? What did I just watch? I mean, that was unbelievable. Nah, yeah, that fight was sick. There was a lot of things about that fight that was sick. First of all, from the people that were there. So like Joey B, Justin Jefferson. Odell was there. Odell was there. Aaron Donald was there. Aaron Donald, Logan Paul. Aiden Ross. Uh, Aiden Ross. I saw a video. I saw a clip of Gideon when he was sitting next to Logan Paul. Logan Paul was like, get me off your stream. What did you think about that? Shit was cool. I thought that's how they ha- like cool. You don't want to be on camera the whole fight. Cool. I'm gonna just sit over here and my camera going. I, I, I like, thought that was. I low key. Was, I like the way I saw it too. The way I saw it because you know I don't be following all that shit. Right. Was people quote tweeting outrage about some shit that was going on about how do you guys think Logan Paul react to this? And I don't even fuck with Logan Paul for real. But I was like, yeah. I thought that was chill. But I think he was there with his chick, right? Or his yeah, homies I or think something. so. And chick or homies, we don't want to be on camera for three hours, bro. No uh, yeah, I, we fuck I'm, with you. You mean? Yep. He handled it nice, and we he was like, yo, like, I don't want to mess you up. Yeah. Like, like, that's we, what he said to him. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to see you sitting it. here not trying to be on camera doing this, and then I'm going to be killing the vibe of your shit. Like, yeah. Nah, and he's like, you know, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to make you look bad. I'm yeah. not trying to, like, start anything. I was cool. Like, I, I, I'm in agreement with Logan there. Like, yeah. a person of that stature, like, yeah, with that. the following that he has. Like, that shit was sick. Be on all them people, all them heads there, and then Alex's walkout was sick. Dude, that was. That arrow shit he did. Yeah. Yelling in, whatever. And then, like, I heard the announcer say, I think it might have been DC that said that uh, Izzy was working on, or his camp, him and his camp were working on using Alex's aggression against them. And, like, so I saw people after the fight saying that Izzy hit a Hail Mary. I'm like, you motherfuckers are slow. Like, I, maybe everyone didn't see the shit that I saw on the internet, but there's a literal clip of someone someone that took it from, like, the nosebleeds kind of. He's in the back view of, like, the, the knockout. And you see Izzy on the cage. Obviously, Izzy did not say I'm going to back up in the cage and get my ass beat like and do this that's not what he said what I'm saying is probably what he did say was shit I'm in the situation that we thought we'd be in let me use his aggression against him he's gonna try to start paymaker my shit see he backed up into it and he threw a one-two it was a one-two it wasn't like a, it wasn't a right out of nowhere he threw the left jab first caught him one over the top and then he literally backed up used the cage as momentum which was cold so I'm like I know that motherfucker he, it was like surprise some in his head some Naruto shit he literally used the cage came off to the right and the temple lights out like that shit was calculated I don't know who the fuck thought that shit was a Hail Mary like you don't just hit a clean one two bounce off the cage maybe you do just maybe he did it maybe I'll wait for him to say it but maybe he did it what blacked out wasn't thinking hit a clean one two bounced off the cage in unison right to the temple knockout sure maybe he did that shit but I think that shit was calculated they knew the way he Alice comes in when he catches momentum he probably did to him the other times he fought when out when um Adesanya should have won but he didn't and they just took that and said we're gonna use it against him instead of probably trying to I, I'm not I didn't go back and watch the old fights but maybe in the past he's in those situations he clinched up more trying not trying to not throw back because you don't want to open up to a guy like Alex because he will rock the fuck out of you and knock you out so they probably were like let's play more safe and they saw some things like nah let's use this aggression against him next time he pins you in the corner throw a little one two back at him see what happens and it's probably how it went well how about at the end when Adesanya gets the win he I wasn't understanding it but he like just fell right over that like, shit was so funny. And I like wasn't understanding like why is he doing that? He like he just got, I know you got a lot of adrenaline, but like you bro, you literally just like sacked yourself. Like you can fucking hurt yourself. And then he gets up like that crazy. I don't know what you call that, but how he like jumped up like that you know Yeah, like not using his hands. And then the story came out on what that was, and he explained that in the presser where Alex's son in twenty seventeen, when he knocked him out, he his kid did that. that and then he funny. point and you see the video and he points well. at his kid and he does it right back to him. And he falls right back at him. And then, you know, I guess that was maybe his walkout that he mocked when he got him and he does the arrow right that back at him right on the ground. That was unbelievable. What a way to end that, um, you know, that and insane card. See the clips of them two now, like, shaking hands, making up, talking, saying, I'm going to visit you down in Brazil and, tra- and train and all that shit. That's what makes fighting beautiful. Man. Well, and they were asking Pereira about, you know, the fighters in that class. And they were like, name you. And it's like, you know, say one word. For all these people so they're going through all the guys on, on, on you know in that class and then when they get to and he's somebody saying like respect somebody saying you know like terrible whatever and when you get to Adesanya he's like warrior so I'm like, mean, he's beat the respect up. is there he's ran through the entire top five the respect is there for 
Adesanya and and I think Alex probably card. goes up in weight class, right? Probably goes up two hundred five. Probably tries to run that weight class, and hopefully we see Izzy go up and try to get the UFC trilogy. Probably what was that their fifth? Would be their fifth fight, but run the UFC trilogy. That'd be cold. I I but because Alex be looking skinny. Yeah. He'd be looking skinny when he fights that weight class, so maybe he, maybe he moves up or something. Just a wild card. I mean, like shout out to Dana White, dude. Like seeing we got Rosas Holland. I mean, we had Pipe on the on the on the fucking preliminary card, and then you have Adesanya, Burns, Mazadov. What a card! Uh, the the stars were definitely out. Uh, just can't wait till the next big event comes. Um, but let's close this all out with. The Masters. What a weekend. Can we clap it up for John Raheem? Yeah. Yeah. Green Jack. What a Green win. Rambo. And the the one thing Raheem. I do want to say to start this entire topic off is is what a win for the sport of golf this weekend. All the controversy the past couple of months leading into this season with Live Golf and what Rory's saying, what Colin Morikawa is saying, and then finally we get to Masters and we have it doesn't end. Brooks Kepka here. Brother delays. A tree falls. Phil Mickelson here. They still get it done. Your live guys. It is you know pure on Master Sunday. It is PGA Tour on the final grouping. PGA Tour John Rahm against Live Golf Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka leading this entire tournament going into Hooping. Sunday, Hooping. and we are sitting here looking at Live and PGA. You could not write a better script. And you also have the young amateur making history, Sam Bennett. What an absolute weekend at the Masters and what an absolute weekend for the sport of golf. I think the sport of golf gained a lot of followers um, and fans from this weekend. The rain delays, the tree falling down. What just, I mean, unbelievable. I honestly didn't think they were going to get it done on on Friday. I didn't think they were going to be able to get it done on Sunday. I thought this tournament was going to end on Monday because of everything going on. you know, with the rain delays and everything. I had uh, the carols were actually down at uh, the practice round. Uh, just said it was unbelievable. <laughs> Tom Carroll says that That's his wild. Tom Carroll said that his wife, like when she first got there, she's like on her hands and knees, like playing with the grass and like trying to like just she's like every like blade of grass is just perfect here. Yeah, I was watching it and I was like, I was talking to Dave and I was like, bro, this shit, like, I'm just showing them. I'm like, they were they were showing. I think Rom was on the par five. I think he was on the par five two or no, nah, it might have been a long par four. He was on. He was on the long par four, and there's one of them drones with like the pine straws to your right, and they're showing him the cameras like from from the hole, facing from the hole, so you can see the pine straws, see the rough and all that, and like the trees. And I was telling, him, I was like, bro, this is exactly what it's like. It felt like being in Purcell, but like. Augustus way over Purcell, oh, yeah, so I was yeah. like, I can't even imagine. But I'm like, bro, because like, like the, the rough is just so pure. Like, you remember how we play like and it's grown and all these other places. Like the rough is all like these, these like you can't really find your ball and shit. It's like past the rough. It's like instead of like trees and all these bushes and branches and ivy and bullshit, it's just pine straw. Like you don't lose a ball unless you really lose a fucking ball unless you really right. hit a bad fucking shot. That shit is just beautiful. It's a well kept course. That shit is actually when you, I don't know me, just like finally playing golf the last like three years. And then when I really look at the courses these guys play, I've been like taking in how crazy the courses they've been playing. Like recently, that's been something like just like oh, just like with the matches specifically with the greens. How impossible is it? Is it sixteen the par three on Sundays they have the back right pin on the ridge? Cameron Young, because I had in my future yep. flopped. I know exactly which um, shot you're talking about. It rolled off the fucking green. I'm like, how do these guys deal and with this shit? Too, he was and if, if, you, if you aim for the middle of the green, you have a damn near impossible two putt. Yep. Like, yep. So what the fuck do you actually do, bro? Yep. It's actually crazy. It was just an unreal tournament to watch. And the big thing that I was saying like this entire weekend, you know, I was at a master's party on Friday, and I'm like, dude, like I just want to... And then talking to the Carols about their experiences there and you know, that was their first time there and you got to go, you got to go. You got to just like see what this place looks like. Probably just being on the good. grounds there, going to the pro shop, eating all like the dollar fifty cent sandwiches. Um, I'm like, dude, I just got to get there. And then I'm talking to Seamus and he's like, like, yeah, like I, I put my name in the lottery Love that. so I can just like get there every year yeah. now. So like the, the cool thing, too, is like with the rules as well. It's like, you, know, you can't use your phone. Um, you can't if you if you bring a chair, it has to have no armrests. Um, you know, you, you can't, if you can, if you steal some sand, you know, try to use that as a souvenir, you can go to jail. Like there's so many crazy rules at Augusta can't sell your tickets. Like now the cool thing is 
it, it raises the question, would you want to be there for an actual tournament day? And I'll explain. Would you want to be there for an actual tournament, like a day of play or a practice round? And where the differences come in is, from what I heard, was at the practice round, it's a little bit more relaxed where, you know, the players are talking to the fans when they're, you know, either chirping them or like just saying something about them and they'll respond more. And, you know, the guys that are trying to maintain the crowd noise, they're a little bit more lenient in terms of, you know, if they're up to hit a shot, like you can still have some murmurs here and there versus at a regular day of play. It's like everybody's got to be quiet. Like there's somebody hitting. They're going to talk more to you. So would you like it where it's like, you know, you can go to like the part three contest. All the families are out there. We're watching Max Homa and his kids, you know, Jordan Spieth and his kids, Justin Thomas, all the guys just out there hanging out and having a lot of fun. Or is it like, you know, do you want to be walking around at a day of play? For my like, First, a couple experiences at a major, I would just rather be there for like the day of play. The day of play. But like, I feel like if I've been to a major or two, I've only been to one golf event. I went to the AT&T National when I was, my dad took me there when I was nine years old. Justin Rose beat Ricky Fowler. Oh, nice. I did not know that. Yes. Um, right down the street. I think it was at Marion. Shit was sick. Um, so like, I've only been to one golf event. If I've been to like three or four, a couple more, like, yeah, let's just hit the practice round. Let's just chill out. Let's not be in the mix. Because I, I know how it gets. Like, even AT&T National Sunday, it was like impossible to see. You couldn't follow the leaders unless you were like really trying to follow the leaders. Yeah. Tiger was there. You couldn't see Tiger. Like, right. That's no what way. they said. You, like, you can't see follow Tiger yeah, because you like, gonna see you're Tiger. standing behind so many people you exactly. can't even watch. So that's where the practice round shit comes into play, which I do agree with. But, but I've never been to a major. I, we were, I was trying to go to the BMW last year. The uh, what was that? The um, at, the semifinal for the FedEx playoffs. Where was that? Wilmington. At Wilmington, I was yeah. trying to go last year, but like I, I want to go to a. I, I, I was actually watching the Masters. And I was like, dude, what day would I want to go? Would I want to go on like a Friday? Would I want to go on like Moving Day? Would I want to go on Sunday? Like, right. That's what I was. Go- I, I, I want to go to the tournament. I, me personally, the first couple of majors, but the practice round sounds sick. That actually, I didn't even know about the chirping and shit. That actually sounds fun. Yeah, because like you know, you you'll be talking to, they'll shit. just like turn around and then you yeah. can just like start talking to them because mm-hmm. like you know we're just having some fun on the practice round and like that's what they were saying too. Like the big thing too is going there to watch these guys at the range. Like they said on Monday, Jordan Spieth was at the he didn't even play. He mm-hmm. was at the range for three hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's just cool. Just like you know, you most likely can't hear what he's saying to his coach or his caddy, but you're just watching them like break down some of their shots and watching those guys they're almost hitting a damn near perfect shot to their standards mm-hmm. every time and for us it looks perfect mm-hmm. every time but then you watch them and they're still chatting about what adjustment we can be made on this next you know practice shot at the range which mm-hmm. i think is really cool just to you know most people think like oh yeah i'm going to the event whether it's the practice round or you know a day of play of tournament play and I'm just going to be following them around on the course and watching these guys play and jumping from hole to hole. But on the contrary, you can go to the range and just watch these guys fucking warm up and chip true. and putt. That is true. And see all these cool just things. Just being there for the situation is just sick. Like, I, 100%. Saw, I saw Sam Bennett shoot a 68. Like, that would be sick to see. You know what I mean? History. Um, History. Bro, but that the tournament was just was crazy sick to follow. Like, first of all, I was low-key. I, I love John Rahm, too. But I actually found myself rooting for Brooks Koepka. With the whole, Dude, me too. You kind of know how we've talked about live a lot. How much I kind of just don't give a fuck, and I and how much I, I actually did say down here I would enjoy a live guy coming to a major and winning that shit and sticking the middle finger up, and that's exactly what I wanted Brooks to do. He was fucking hooping, and um, I don't know if you do you have you watched Full Swing on Netflix? I'm almost done, but so yeah. you saw the episode, his second episode. Yep. So I was I watched the one scene when he was just talking about how like his his trophy case, mm-hmm. and he was like, I got the, you know I mean, I got the PGA there, when that twice, got the US Open there, when that twice, but the middle one. It's for Augusta. And I'm just like, damn, like here he is his chance to win Augusta. And there was one part where he was saying, I would give back every single dollar I earned in this game to have that feeling of, of winning a major championship for like another hour. And like, bro, that shit is so fucking true. That shit is so true. Like, I'm not even. <laughs> well, how about what he said after that as well? They were like, you know, because he got cut last year. And he like he did not make the cut last year. And he said like he tried to break his back car window with his fist because he was so mad he missed the cut. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, do you know who won the, the he didn't know. Yeah, He's like, I, you know, to be honest, I didn't even watch it. And then he says, but I will win it next year. Yep. And he was that all, you yep. know, round one, round two, one, round three. Yep. We're like, he's actually he's about to do what shit. he said he was going to do. And then this happens. Um, but crazy stuff throughout. We saw Will Zalatoris withdraw before he even <sighs> played 
learning today that he's getting a back procedure ah. and he will miss the entirety of this season. Ah. Tiger makes the cut. 23 consecutive made cuts at Augusta. Very cool it, stuff. It hurt to see him walk out. Hurt to see him looking like that. Ah. Um, but he did make the cut. The hard part was out of the way. And then what are we going to... Is that because of the weather? Is that because... like Weather... 100%. A lot of the analysts were saying, like, Tiger does not like playing in the cold and the rain. And on top of that, playing in the cold walking that course sucks. as well. Because uh, your feet get cold and it's probably his leg probably started getting affected by that shit. So and what sure. you can't see on TV as well is also what I was told about is, like, it is hilly there. Yeah. And and for... You can kind of see, but, like, yeah. And for Tiger, you know... That's those, probably the worst part. Hills are tough. But, like, it's like, so what the fuck? Like, because his plan is to play majors. Yeah. Southern Hills ain't much worse. I mean, much better, I feel like, looking at that course from when it was played. I mean, I'm thinking about the play. It's even like, I think of the shot that uh, JT hit on 17. It's a fucking huge-ass hill to walk up to that hole. Right. U.S. Open, is that going to be much better? I mean, that's known for being a tough fucking course, tough weather, inclement weather. And we saw him play the old course. That looked like it was actually bad. So, like, whoa. What do we do here, Tiger? Like, do we just keep playing and, and we keep having the same thing we see you? I mean, I, I'm 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 not gonna complain, but I just hate to see you fight to make the cut, and to make the cut, you are literally just limping around to make this cut. What is it worth at that point? Right. You know what I mean? Because he does say every time he before a major the interviews, he does, they ask him every time, "Do you think you can win?" He goes, "Yeah." I mean, I don't know why he would say anything else, but I don't think you waste your time training and doing all this shit to play if you don't think you can win or make a run at Correct. it. Correct. So, like, damn, like. He, do you think he keeps playing these? He keeps playing these majors. Like, I think he's if playing it goes these rough majors. this year and he's limping around the whole year, does he call it a quits? Like, what the, is he trying to wait for Charlie? Like, what the fuck I, is he doing? I, I wish he could just ride in a cart, man. Can isn't there a cart exemption? Can't you get that? Or am I tweaking? Am I just like, talking? I remember John Daly had it for a little bit. I know on the senior tour, you know, there was rumors that he might just go play on the senior tour eventually, and he can ride a cart on that. But like, that's not the same. Nah. People would still show up to those events. Of course, it's fucking Tiger Woods. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think there was some executive, uh, I believe I saw this on Twitter. I forget by who, but was like this guy had said, you know, Tiger would be in contention every Sunday, every weekend if he had a cart. Couldn't walk. So, but again, it's just these tournaments, you can't do that. So, bro, they should just make a rule for him. I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. It would suck for some players. They know our right, Tiger's probably going to walk me down and this motherfucker's going to be in a cart and I'm tired. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I've been walking out here and fucking wherever the fucking Britain and the British Open is windy and it's cold. I wish I had a fucking cart and he's fucking shooting 13 under now. Oh, OK. When he was walking, he was poor over. Some players might, <laughs> you know, what I mean, some players might might be a little pissed off about that. I understandably so. But fuck, how good would it be for the game if Tiger was just in a cart? Hooping, 100%. Bro. He'd be playing a lot better. Hooping. Playing a lot better. Uh, the last point I want to make is Rom's story that he said about the text messages, mm-hmm. where Zach Ertz sends him a text. I didn't even know JJ Watt was in that because he only said Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. But JJ Watt ended up sending out the tweet of what was said of those in that screenshot of those messages, where uh, Zach Ertz had texted Rom and and JJ Watt in a group chat and said, you know, go get him. And, you know, win it for us, you know, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, that first green is looking like a walk in the park. <laughs> and then Rom four putts and starts two over <laughs> and still somehow finds a way to win. And then Rom explains that story. He said it was he was that Ertz is his good friend and he wasn't going to name him. And then he says it's Zach Ertz. And then he's like, yeah, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, it was just cool to see the camaraderie from, you know, sport to sport. I don't even know Zach Ertz like and John Robert like nah, that. I love I love the cross sport friendships. It's funny. I was actually listening to a Phillies game on the radio. Uh, it was in the Yankee series, and I think it was actually I think it was like, might have been post game or pre game. But Larry Bo was talking. I'm pretty sure it was pre game on the radio. Larry Bo was talking about a story how like he was like yeah back in the day we used to have beers with the Eagles guys and beers with the Flyers guys and we used to go to each other's games. I'm like I wonder if it's still like that now. And I think about it, I'm like yeah it is because pictures of everybody at everyone we saw pictures of Bryson them at the Sixers game. We see pictures at Joel Embiid at the at the Eagles games and the players or you saw like Stott at the Eagles game when everyone was cheering for the Phillies and shit. And I'm like that shit to me. I I want to like hear the stories about like. Yo, like, be stop, like, yeah, bro. Me and George Yang got fucked up and went down. You know what I mean? I feel like there's Just some like crazy stories out. and shit like yeah. that, like going on that we don't hear. That shit would be crazy to hear. Like, I don't know. I feel like the, I, I don't think they like they all don't chill. 
But I feel like the players that do that do like chill, like the Crosstown Sport Rock, like robberies, Crosstown Sport like companions or whatever, coworkers you would call them. I don't know what the fuck you would call them, but um, peers, I guess. But I feel like those relationships are probably cool as shit. I'd love to hear about them, Jones. Yeah, I'd like to. With uh, Nick Sirianni throwing out the first pitch, like, mm-hmm. you, think, you think him and Thompson are cool in some aspect? Come on, they bro. talk a little like, bit. You know what I mean? Just about you know managing your teams. Hey, this team was in the Super Bowl. Hey, we were in the World Series. You know, just things that we can bounce what off each do? other. How are you yeah. leading your team? How are you leading your team? You know, things like that. I really like to see that kind of stuff. Uh, but as we close out this show, what an unbelievable Masters um, on Sunday. Great Hitching UFC card. You know, we are early, early, early on in this season of golf. So if you guys are not tapped in to golf this season and PGA Tour, um, you know, you got to get you got to get with the program. We're going to see how these live guys go throughout these majors the rest of the season. Um, but again, you know, I, I do want to mention this right before we get the hell out of here. Phil Mickelson, seven under Who? on Sunday, and he ties Kepka. So now you have tied for second two live guys. This bat, this is like rivalry. This battle here. See a live guy contesting in every major. And again, they did say in the press conference, they did say like we we have no ill will against them. You know, we we talked to them. Like Brooks was like, I spoke to Justin Thomas, you know, for thirty minutes today, like on Monday or Tuesday, mm-hmm. and he's like, you guys, meaning the media, are the ones that are just portraying this image that yeah, there's you saw shots of him and John Rom chilling. They went, uh, yeah, they shot of them going to two. They're sitting on the bench and like Rom has his legs out. They're sitting there smiling, talking. I'm like, look at these now. Guys. And the pace of play thing again. I did not mention this pace of play. Brooks bitching about the place play, how slow it was. That was Patrick Cantley's group, and he's saying Ron went to the bathroom seven times, and we're still waiting on holes. So what the hell is going on with the pace of play? Well, wasn't there wasn't there a clip of Patrick Cantley? Like, isn't there a famous clip of him complaining about pace of play and people that are like divas? I don't know, bro. It's the fucking masters. Yeah. What do you think it's gonna be fast? We got right. TV, four cameras, mics. Like we got sideline reporters. You're gonna wait every time you hit a drive. You're gonna wait because those guys aren't off the green. You're hitting the biggest shot of your life. You're hitting the biggest putts of your life. On top of that, like it is gonna take a while. It does. I do have a lot more credit for these guys though because when you're waiting, you know Bro, you're thinking fuck? too much, right? Like that's that's literally what I was thinking about Brooks. I'm like, damn, Brooks really could have just used this third round being all on Saturday. Cause he had to sit out there long round the mor- in the morning, play like shit, sit around for a little bit, probably eight, then went right to the range. Still had to think about how I play like shit this morning. Sat out here, started off not hot, not ideal. Now I got to sit down and talk to Rom, who's playing well. And now we're sitting for five, seven minutes in between shots. And like, I feel like even if you're hot, it could suck. Cause it's like, damn, I'm heating up and like fucking Xander's on the green for eight minutes, like understandably so. But like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that shit. All part of the tournament, so I guess. But like, damn, that shit probably is hard. Hey, Masters was in. Because bro, when I gotta wait weekend, for someone, man. when I got, I don't, I don't be, I don't be. If I'm on a par three, I gotta wait for you. I don't care. But like, if I'm waiting for you and I'm waiting for like to hit my shot in the green or something, I get like, damn, I'm just like, bro, at this point, fuck it, I don't even care. I'm not even locked in no more. I'm just swinging, bro. Like, I don't know. Right. So I feel. Him. No, I feel. Him. Uh, that's our show today, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't been watching on YouTube, drop a like and a comment down below. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button. If you have listened to this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do us a big favor and give us those ratings. They do help us a long, long way. If you are not following us on our social media platforms, Twitter, at ADED Podcast, Instagram, at ADED Pod, and our TikTok, which is simply just the name of the show, The All Day Everyday Show. You've been listening and watching to The All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ. We will see you on the next one for more drama and plenty of more sports. See you guys in a bit.